Hello to all my autoimmune warriors. If you have found this podcast, that means that you do autoimmune disease differently. I am your host, Christy Burke. I am a nutritional therapy practitioner and a self-proclaimed AI warrior just like you. Let's get into the show. Just a disclaimer here. This show does not diagnose or treat or give out any medical advice. Any guests that we have on the show are simply stating their experience. Hi, Josette. Welcome to Autoimmune Warrior. Hi, Christy. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to hear your story, and I think that your story is really going to inspire some of our listeners. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a... It's a crazy path of wellness and healing, and I'm happy to be on the other side to share it with everyone and hopefully empower people to know uh, the capacity that we all have within us to heal, for sure. So go ahead and start wherever you feel comfortable. Um, Some people start with their childhood, um, if that pertains to your journey. Um, So just go ahead and dig in and get started. All right. Thank you. Yeah. My story really starts uh, the day I got diagnosed uh, with rheumatoid arthritis um, or, or maybe a few weeks before, which was um, I had a – my son was two at the time. My husband and I were struggling with some financial stuff, but uh, life wasn't terrible. I wasn't particularly healthy. I smoked a pack a day of cigarettes and I ate whatever I wanted. Uh, and I woke up in the middle of the night with excruciating pain. It hit me like a brick wall and both my knees were swollen to the point of like maybe small melons. It was really, really painful. Um, ultimately ER visits proved nothing. They couldn't tell me what was wrong with me. They said, maybe you bumped into furniture. (laughs) And I said, no, I would know. So how old were you at this point? This was 11 years ago. So I was 41. Okay. And 41. And so it, you feel like it just came on overnight. I feel like I, if I was given any warning signs, um, well, I was given warning signs. You know, the thing is, is that hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So yeah. the panic attacks I was having, um, early on before I even had uh, a husband or a child, I think were signs. Um, I think that there were signs of candida that were there long before I got sick. So yes, I had signs and yes, I kept hitting the override button. So I just said, meh, can't be anything too important. No, I'm not going to worry about this or mm-hmm. anything like that. So I, I think that the signs were there. I think that the universe has a tendency to nudge us a little bit. And if we don't listen, um, then you get the, the Mack truck, which is mm-hmm. ultimately what I got. And it's what I needed to transform. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I'm hoping that my message gets across to people when they feel the little nudges, by God, listen to them. (laughs) Um, Because you can get there, you can get to point B from point A to point B, the easy, not the easy way, but an easier way than to go through the, the excruciating pain of autoimmune disease and illness. And, and, And something that's lifelong now, you know, 
Um, I feel the same exact way. I can look back even, you know, from when I was a kid, things that, um, you know, should have been paid attention to by me, by, you know, someone. And I think all of us that have um, some sort of autoimmune disease can now look back and say, oh, yeah, that was a thing. And that was a thing. <laughs> and you're right, that that override button it's like hitting the snooze button on the alarm clock. Like, you know, you have to get up, but you just want like five more minutes. Yep. That's yeah. totally it. Absolutely. And we all do it because I think that's, it's just human to do that. I think it's, um, I think it's normal. But for me, I, um, the diagnosis was really difficult for me. The, the, the prognosis was stupid. I mean, they don't give you much hope when get an autoimmune diagnosis. But it was, I, before, um, before I had my son, I was a dancer. I had been with the Joffrey Ballet. I studied, I did summers at Juilliard. I, I was a dancer. I stopped dancing when I got married and had a child, but I had always hoped to go back. And one of the doctors that I had seen, one of the rheumatologists had just said, you know what, forget about dancing because it, it looks like your case is so severe that you just need to try and get into remission, try and do anything you can to stay out of a wheelchair because it's, it's severe with you. So that was, that was uh, not going to happen. That was my aha moment of, I got to find a way out of this. Right. And I'm happy that I had that moment. It was really dark and it was really scary to recognize and to come face to face. It's that come to Jesus, sit down, like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not your body anymore. Your body isn't going to function the way you want it to. And, um, you know, the pain, I think the one thing with disease is the pain takes over your your focus. It's hard to focus on anything when you're in so much pain. And it was trying to figure out a way out of the, the corner. Um, without taking the drugs. Because what I did is I went home and I did some research and I saw all the side effects of the drugs. Uh And I thought, I can't do this to my son. Um, I can't do this to my body. I can't do this to my son. And so that became the beginning of my path forward and the journey that I chose. I made the decision to not fill the prescriptions um, and to seek a different way. And that's what I did. Yeah, it sounds like, so for me, fear was a big motivator too. And I always say, you know, motivation comes in all forms. Mm-hmm. And for me, fear was it. Like I I was afraid that my grandmother had rheumatoid arthritis. My other grandmother had celiac. And I knew I didn't want those. So I became fearful that that was going to be me. And it sounds like you did the same thing. Like you you were fearful that you were going to be in a wheelchair if this progressed. Yeah. I mean, my left elbow fused within the first week. It fused literally before I even got to the doctors. And then they did so many different blood tests and they just said, look, we keep taking your blood, but your numbers are off the charts. And they said the fact that your your elbow has already fused and deformed within a week, it just means that you're rapidly um, your body's rapidly destroying itself. And so they definitely made me afraid. I was more afraid of not showing up for my son as 
the best mom I could be. That was where my fear, my fear was based out of love. I was, I was scared of, of not having um, mobility um, and of the pain, but I was more afraid of not showing up um, and having my son have a, have a, have a mom that would always be relying on medications to function. That mm-hmm. was a bigger fear for me. Mm. So ultimately, I started researching. I went to Dr. Google and uh, I did a lot of reading. And there was so much information, so much beautiful information in the naturopathic realm um, of how different factors. I mean, no one in any rheumatologist's office talked to me about leaky gut. No one talked about acidosis. No one talked about candida. I mean, I think I called and I said, what What about candida? Is it possible that I have a candidasis or whatever, what it's called when you have overload? And the doctor got on the phone. He said, just eat yogurt if you're worried. And I thought, okay, so that's not where I'm going to get answers. Because yes. at this point, I was frustrated, perfectly honest. I was frustrated with the fact that I kept saying, how did this happen to me? What is causing this? Because if I can find the cause, perhaps I can fix the problem. But they're not they're not interested or they say they don't know or they say they, there's no way to prove it, but here's all we can do for you. That wasn't good enough for me and it wasn't good enough for my life and my son. So I needed to kind of take things into my own hands and go, wait a second. So that I hit those three markers. It was the, the, the leaky gut syndrome, candida and, um, acidosis. So I just went full alkaline. I, I stopped everything. I didn't ingest anything that wasn't basically organic greens for about a year because I wanted to clean my system and get my, I got those little litmus tests where you can test for acidosis in your urine. Mm -hmm. And holy cow, I was so off the charts acidic. And I thought, well, wait a minute, there's something here. And the more I learned about the process of healing and and, um, how to heal a leaky gut and all of the tools that are out there, I took little steps forward and little steps forward. And I would say probably within a year um, of that, probably about a year mark of going back and forth and kind of healing and going through your Herxheimer reactions and your healing crises and all of this stuff, um, I woke up with absolutely no symptoms of RA. Um, And I will never forget that day because that was a great day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then probably maybe a year and a half later, um, one of the people in my class is a board-certified internal medicine specialist uh, here at the local hospital. And I'll get to what my class is. But she – she kind of kept saying, you know, I, I really, I need to find out what's going on because I've seen your blood work. There's no way you should be dancing the way you're dancing. I need to know what you're doing. And I told her and she goes, I still want to take your blood because you couldn't have cured the disease. You must have put it in remission. And I said, okay, well, let's, I, if you need my blood, go ahead, I guess. Mm-hmm. So she took my blood and sent it to UCLA and sat me down with a couple of specialists from UCLA on a call and and said, you know, we have to declare you a medical miracle because you actually do not have rheumatoid arthritis anymore. You you've you have the um, 
proteins that showed that you did have a disease at some point in your life, but you do not have RA at all. In fact, your blood is the blood of a 12-year-old. You have perfect blood. And I said, wow, okay. And I just kept on dancing. <laughs> I'm like, I, I didn't, you did that for you. I didn't yeah. need that. Um, but I, I kind of said, you know, maybe there's something to this. Maybe instead of calling me a miracle, you should ask me what I did. And they uh-huh. didn't, want, they didn't want to hear it. They said, no, 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 no. That's, uh, that's not your, your case isn't going to be a scientifically proven case that we can base any, anything off of. And I'm like, why not? There's yeah. so many like me out there. So that's-, that's a shame. That's a shame that they wouldn't kind of dive into that a little bit deeper, but I guess it doesn't fit into the box. It doesn't fit into the box or their plan. Yeah, unfortunately. But there's so many of us out there now that, you know, and and thank God for what you're doing, Christy, because there's so many of us that can that can speak. I didn't speak for a long time. I have to be honest. I I started telling people right after I got that medical miracle thing. And I went on Facebook and I I started talking about, hey, you know, it's possible to heal disease. And boy, did I get bullied right and left, called a quack and a and you know, misinformation, a conspiracy theory. I was called everything. And I finally said, I don't need this. I'm just gonna back off and dance. Like I right. I've already done it. I've already, you know, I I didn't need to prove it to anybody. I was just so happy that I was disease free. But now I, you know, over the years I get so many people that say, help me, how did you do it? And I realize that there's a great need for people to see some sort of beacon of hope. I can't take the journey for them, but I can tell them that it's possible. And I can stand here and say, it is possible. I've done it. I've, I've met people that have done it. And um, the journey is not an easy one. It's certainly not for the life heart, lighthearted because I may make it sound simple, but there was a lot to it and a lot of emotional healing, trauma healing. There's a lot of layers there that, that go with healing. Right. And everybody has a different root cause. You know, I I talk about this and root causes, right? There were three things that you pinpointed and you started those. And sometimes we have to dig even further. Like um, it sometimes takes us years to figure out what those things are. And I just think that, you know, the whole idea of an autoimmune warrior is that you don't stop trying is that you keep looking for what is going to heal you and, and really wanting to feel better and thrive. Yeah, that's it. I mean, for me, my goal was to just play with my son. Um, he was three and he would run around the playground and I thought, Oh, that's it. I'm going to one day run around the playground with my son. And, and I, I have never stopped playing with him. He's 13 now and I I've never stopped dancing. Aww. And that was the other thing. The other little piece of my story is um because the doctors had said this is really the end, you know, try and get some movement in as much as you can, but you know, understand that it's it's a degenerative disease. So you're not going to get better, you're going to get worse. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten a license to teach Zumba maybe eight months before because a friend of mine had was teaching Zumba and she said, Oh, come with me to get, you know, get this special license. 
And um, I never taught, but I thought, well, this is an opportunity to uh, force me to go exercise and to move if I take a teaching job. So I took a teaching job with the city of Santa Barbara here in California. And um, it was catalyst to my healing because it reminded me of the things that I loved that I wasn't willing to let go of or compromise. Um, I think it's funny. We all went through this pandemic the last couple of years where we talked a lot about what's essential. And I think on a healing level, we, we certainly, you do that, you do that internal reflection of what's essential for you and the ability and to dance for me was essential. It was a Mm non-negotiable. And, um, so when I started dancing and I started teaching, there were only three people that were in the class to start and then it got bigger and it got bigger. And I, I hit 40 within a couple of months and people were bursting out of the room and then the city had to move me to their big venue and their ballroom, which is capacity 500. And one Saturday we had 300 people show up for class and, and it just became this insane um, celebration of healing and thriving for everyone. And I believe that what happened was I was just feeling so much of this divine spark that I was connecting with in my healing process that I, it somehow translated through me. I feel like I'm much more of a conduit than anything else. I just got into my zone and something happened, something happened that touched those people. And I'm still 11 years later, Zumba went on, um, the CEOs of Zumba went on NPR, I think in 2016 and said, you know, Josette's our most successful instructor. Um, and it's been that journey, which was, again, it was a gift. It was a gift from the universe is I was just trying to dance to, to save my sanity during this healing process. I didn't know I was going to heal. I just tried. Mm-hmm. Um, but it became such a, a, a conduit of joy and love and um, kind of looking at people in the eye where they were where I was knowing that we are all coming with something. We've all got trauma and it's, you know, I, I really held a safe sacred space for people to come and dance and sweat and heal. And, um, it's still there. It's still, we just had our 11 year anniversary yesterday. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's been quite a journey and, and, you know, so here I am just talking about it. Not only can you heal, but you can thrive as well. Yeah, it sounds like you were really kind of building your own community and people just, they just showed up. They just started showing up, a lot of them. Well, and the universe has a way um, of opening doors. I think, you know, the not knowing, which is where we all are, I think at any point, you don't know. I think there's a way where I can say, yes, I want to run with my son, but how to get from point A to point B, I have no idea. The I don't know um, requires the surrender and the trust that the universe does have your back. I mean, that's the bigger picture. Somebody, mm-hmm. something, some energy somewhere has your back. And I think it, 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 it transcends dogma. It transcends, you know, anything that I could really put into words. There's just a, an absolute trust. And that's the energy that that brought all those people there and still do for sure, because the right people come in and, and get what they need from that energy. Wonderful. What do you have planned for your future? 
Well, now I'm talking more, um, which is awesome. My husband always says, you know, you don't have a problem talking, you have a problem shutting up, which is true. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and let's be honest, if you give me a glass of wine, it gets really crazy. But um, so I'm talking more. I, I, did a course for Daily Ohm. I'm no, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. They they are a um, an online course. Uh, they have really wonderful leaders like Gabby Bernstein and and Deepak Chopra. I did a course for them a couple years ago where we talked about healing. Um, and I give I gave some of my classes. We actually filmed my classes live in Santa Barbara. And Daily Ohm has just um, entered negotiations on another course. That's called uh, "Be Your Own Hero," and we talk about healing trauma and disease and the the processes and the tools. So I'm I'm basically going in and fine tuning all the tools um, that I use to heal and putting that out there. And then I'm creating a course on building a wellness business for people who are looking to kind of get to the next level in their business. Um, I, I figured I've learned enough to get there. I, I'm on the board, the advisory board for the women in leadership at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and they are always contacting me saying, okay, can you teach this to our students? Can you teach this? So I figured if I'm at a university level teaching heart-led entrepreneurship and how to mm-hmm. impact your community and why that's that's the new business, you know, that it's okay to receive the energy of abundance and money in your life and also live your truth and impact your community and bring your gifts. I think that it's, it can all be intertwined. So I'm, I'm developing that. It's supposed to launch in July, hopefully that course on entrepreneurship, soul led entrepreneurship. Great. Anything else that you'd like to add, you know, Sometimes what I like to do is give people just a small takeaway. Um, So if someone has been newly diagnosed with an autoimmune disease or rheumatoid. (laughs) It is a turd. You're right. (laughs) Um, We're going to leave that in there. (laughs) So if someone has been newly diagnosed with an autoimmune disease or specifically rheumatoid arthritis, what advice would you give them? to not believe the prognosis. You can take your blood work, take your diagnosis, and then have the courage to know your capacity to heal is within you. There's no one else um, that can take the journey for us. You go through that door on your own. You go mm-hmm. completely on your own. So the good thing is would be to just cut everybody else off the hook. Your doctor's not responsible for you. Your mom's not, and your husband's not. You know, it's, uh, it's you, it's you and you and that journey, that inner journey to really find out who we are, um, is one of the most beautiful journeys I can, I can say I've ever taken in my life. It's, it's, it, uh, it is a beautiful egoless journey because, you know, let's face it, autoimmune disease strips you of your ego right away. (laughs) Um, and, but then you recognize that the divinity that's in you is in everyone. And it becomes um, such a deeper and profound journey. I always tell people it's, you know, we drink drink from a deeper well when you've come to the other side. Even if you've just been diagnosed with a disease, you realize you have to drink from a deeper well. Answers are inside of you. Yes. I, you know, I, I 
I believe that too. And I, I wish that doctors were listening to their patients and being a little bit more open to them kind of leading their own journey. And, you know, I was lucky enough to find a functional medicine doctor that would kind of go along with, because I was researching to, you know, all of these things. And so I would bring some ideas to her. And if she didn't know the answer, she would say that she didn't know the answer. And she would say that she would look into it. And that's the kind of relationship that I wish we had with our doctors. And unfortunately, it's not like that. Um, But we really need to advocate for ourselves. And we really need to go with our own intuition. And, you know, I always ask people when they're when they're saying that they're not feeling well or that something is off i always ask what does your gut tell you because it's there sometimes we just have to dig for it a little bit yeah beautifully said christy i mean that's the 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 voice on the inside may have been silenced um and quieted but yeah follow your heart for sure yeah I'd really like to connect with all of my listeners, so please find me on Instagram or Facebook at berkspharmacy.com. You can also find me at aiwarriorpodcast.com. I'd like to really connect with everyone. Podcasting is such an invisible way to talk to one another. So let's get connected. And until next time, be kind to yourself.